Welcome to the Starting With One podcast, Success Leaves Clues series with Robin Bailey and Al McDonald. Have you ever wondered what makes someone successful? What are they doing that is different? How do they achieve greatness? We believe that success leaves clues. In this series, we are interviewing very successful people from different walks of life to hear their stories. We'd like to remind our listeners that the views expressed in this podcast are those of our guests and not necessarily those shared by our hosts. Welcome back to the Starting With One podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Life and Legacy Advisory Group. We believe sound financial advice improves people's lives. We're also brought to you by ARIA Benefits. We believe well-designed employee benefit programs enhance people's lives. I'm your host, as always, Robin Bailey, with my co-host and business partner, Al McDonald. Hey, Al. Hey, Robin. How are you? I'm good. So here we are, Al, 2021. How's it yes. shaping up so far? Busy, busy, busy. As you know, we've been doing lots of things at our end. So combined with a busy RSP season, which is uh, at this time of year, always makes it that much busier. You and I were just discussing, there's not a lot of, not a lot of white space in our calendar these days, but that's a good problem to have. That's a very good problem to have. Very busy days. And uh, our team that is working with RSP season is extremely busy. So I'm sure they're going to be uh, happy to see the end of the month. So let's get through February. Well, as you know, Al, I'm very excited about today's guest. I speak to you often about him and uh, it's great to have his ear in the industry because uh, I do consider him a great business leader. Joining us today is Dave Jones, Senior Vice President, Group Benefits at Sun Life Financial. Welcome to the show, Dave. Thanks, Robin. Thanks, Al. Appreciate you having me on. Good to have you here. So before we get started and as I look out the window at the falling snow, I understand, Dave, you and Al share a passion for biking. So how soon before you uh, guys get out on the road? Well, Al, you may be hardier than me. I'm, I'm hoping by April that we can be out on the road and, and cycling outside instead of in the world of Zwift. How about you? Yeah, I am not one of these diehard cyclists. I do see some out, you know, in cold, cold days all bundled up. That is not me. Uh, I, I look back at my schedule uh, my lap from last year. I did get out once in February. I, and I remember it was a you know, I think it got up to eight degrees on a, on a weekend day. So I, I bundled up as much as I could and went out for about an hour. It was pushing it because by the end of that that hour, I was I was pretty cold. So yeah, if I could aim for March, maybe a nice spring day in March, that'd be great. Yeah, that's pretty impressive at eight degrees. I'm probably more around twelve or so before I'll get outside. But if we can have it in March, that'll be fantastic. Yeah, let's look forward to that, especially right now the when the snow falling. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Let's get through this snow first. Well, I'm not a biker like you guys, but I've been running on the treadmill all winter, so I am really looking forward to spring, so I can get out there and uh, get some work done in the fresh air. So let's look forward to that. Well, let's get started. So here we are, almost a year later from when we sent our staff home and Al remembers that was about I think about March 19th so we're quickly approaching that year mark. Dave I think you'd agree now more than ever Canadians are in need of mental health support so I think a good place to start is what's Sun Life doing to address the mental health crisis and support Canadians affected by mental health? Thanks Robin and I agree with your opening comments I mean imagine a year ago today, if all of us had said, you know, a year from now, we're going to be talking about the mental health impact of all of us working from home for an entire year. I don't think I would have believed that was going to happen. Yet here we are almost at the anniversary. Sun Life over the past few years has been becoming increasingly focused on mental health. The need is there. And over the past year, it's just exploded in terms of being something that's on people's minds. You know, when we surveyed our clients, two-thirds, and we support millions of Canadians, two-thirds of clients have told us that mental health 
has been negatively impacted due to the pandemic. So at Sun Life, we have a number of things going on, Robin, as you know. We've put out for employers a mental health strategy toolkit, which we think is really critical because employers hold the key here oftentimes in that they can set culture, they can put programs in place, they can really help their employees, you, me, your average Canadian, improve their mental health. And then in addition to what we've done for employers, we have a number of programs directly for our plan member clients. So we've rolled out virtual care this year, which integrates not just physical health, but mental health and makes resources available to people to find mental health care practitioners, to experience mental health care digitally, if that's what they're inclined to do, or to find providers that are providing it in person. And then even right through to our benefit programs, we've put in place things like pharmacogenetics. Now that's a fancy word to say, listen, if you're working with a healthcare provider that says you need medication to help you through your mental health journey, pharmacogenetics with a little bit of saliva and a lab test can help you find the right drug to be taking uh, much, much quicker than kind of the traditional trial and error method that most people go through. So maybe instead of taking six months to find the right therapy, you can get there in three to six weeks. Those are a few of the things we're doing, Robin, and I'll hand it back to you. But I think it's never been more important as a country, as a business, as a provider of health benefits to Canadians. And one last thing that we, we kicked off recently is a partnership with HAMH around engaging CEOs in the debate and the dialogue around how to improve mental health through the workplace. You're right. It's something that, you know, you saw a little bit of in, in recent years and the conversations have just amplified and, and just since since COVID-19. And, and I think early on, like a lot of us, we thought, well, okay, we'll get through this by the summer and then fall comes and then winter comes. And now here we are approaching a, a year later and I'm having more and more conversations. It seems to be every conversation I have, mental health is coming up. And, and it was interesting, uh, just taking a different perspective, I was reading an, an article in Employee Benefits Advisor this morning, and the title was 25% of employees plan to quit their jobs post-COVID. And when I started reading the article, and it's interesting, and that's why I think it's so important what you're talking about here is the top reason for leaving was they're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel because vaccines are arriving, but you know, so they stayed put during that time. But now that they see the light at the end of the tunnel, they're leaving. And they were citing the reason for leaving was they felt they were dealing with burnout, with stress, with mental health problems, and they weren't being supported by their employers. So as you get to read on further into the article, it was really about hey, employers, are you ready for the tsunami of the war for talent? So I think smart employers now are, and certainly the conversations we're having with our clients is, you need to address this now. And so when Sun Life is introducing things like the mental health toolkit, the access to virtual care, so you're removing a lot of those barriers, I think that's incredibly important for not only Canadian employers, but Canadians as a whole. I think that's a great article to call out, Robin, because the idea in there that people will not want to work somewhere where they don't feel supportive, where they don't feel that their employers engage in mental health. The toolkit that we put out, and it's free to all Canadian businesses, they don't have to be a Sunlight client. The first two steps in kind of the journey from an organization's perspective is leadership commitment and setting the right tone for organizational culture. And the good news in the toolkit is we've got very practical ideas on how to do that. It's not theoretical, but it's really getting at exactly what that article you're citing is talking about, which is because I'm going to go and I'm going to pour my heart and soul into my work every day, but I'm only going to do that at a place where I feel like they've got my back and they're there to help me and support me, not just in good times, but when I'm struggling as well. Yeah, absolutely. 
So Dave, you talked a little bit about the the what that Sun Life is doing. Can we shift a little bit and talk about the why? It's obvious, especially in the last year, the Canadian workforce is changing and everyone's needs are a lot more unique and diverse. So can you talk about why you think companies should take a more active role in supporting their employees, you know, physical, mental, and just overall wellness needs? Absolutely. And, and Ali asked this question, not just because we're fellow cyclists, but because I've got a real passion for the why behind this. And, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, and many companies have done this, but Sun Life shifted into what I would call, or what many call a purpose-driven organization. And we, you know, we redefined our purposes to help our Canadians. You know, there's two halves of it. One is about securing their financial future, but the piece of it that I'll talk about today is live healthier lives. And when I think about our role, you know, one of the reasons I love getting up and doing what I do for work in the benefits industry is because we get to help people with their health. And as an employer, recognizing that every one of your employees has unique needs, unique family situations, unique things they're looking for, if you can actually help them achieve health in their life, improve their health and their environment, and that's physical health, emotional, mental, spiritual health, think about the benefits inside the workplace. You know, you think about your customer facing staff, if they're in a good place, feeling like their organization's got their back and helping them improve their health, they're going to do so much more for your clients, your customers in whatever industry and whatever business you're in. So I think it's actually an imperative for businesses today to work with their employees to help improve their health. I think it's also important to step back and look at the fact that benefit plans are an important part of the employed Canadians' healthcare backdrop. I think that's a great answer, Dave. And, and I think it really speaks, Robin, to what you were just saying before about you know how many employees are reevaluating where they are working right now under the circumstances. And obviously, if they have that type of support through their employer, it's probably going to be a lot more likely that they would stay versus switching, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if we go back to my company uh, or our company, our brand story, we believe well-designed employee benefit plans enhance people's lives. And it really echoes what you're talking about, Dave. I mean, we, we truly believe that, that uh, things like the mental health toolkit, access to virtual uh, health care, having access to drugs that would be life-changing for someone in terms of a, a, a healthy outcome. Um, that would be prohibitive to that person. I mean, these are all very important things. And it's, it's, it's one of the reasons why I do what I do. And, and when you talk about being a purpose-driven company, that rings very uh, close to my heart as well. Because when I look at my purpose, and I, I don't know if any of the listeners have seen our new corporate video, we have one for Life and Legacy Advisory Group, as well as one for ARIA. And the ARIA one specifically, because I head up that brand, really speaks to my purpose and the why I do what I do. And I grew up in the insurance industry and I saw my dad and I do feel I have big shoes to fill because dad loved helping people. And when dad passed away last year, I had shared that on LinkedIn because that was his community as well, the insurance industry and the outpouring of support and people saying, you know, your dad made me feel a certain way. And I was so glad that he convinced us or any problem. And it was, it was sales. He was a good salesman, but he convinced them to, you know, make purchase of, of life insurance and employee benefit plans that made an impact on their life. So we try to do that too. We do have a purpose. We do. I'm passionate about this business and we care. And I saw relationships that my dad developed over 35 years. And I see we're doing that now as well. And for me as, as a second generation advisor, it's such a thrill for me to be looking after not only some of dad's clients still, but now their second generation. 
So we, we recently had a client that dad would looked after and, and Al looks after him on the individual side as well. And they're just recently retired and the son took over the business and we're looking after them. That's just so great to hear. And, I, and I'm glad to hear other Canadian firms have that purpose as well. And that certainly aligns with where we want to take our business. I think that really comes out in your messaging. Like when I see your video or any, any of the work that you do in the industry, it's very clear that you guys lead with purpose. And I think we're all in the same industry together. Sun Life's a different type of business than yours, but same industry. And, you know, some of the things that I think are really important, they're the big things like you talked about, the benefit programs and having your purpose and, and putting your purpose out there. But then it needs to follow through in the little things. You know, over the past year, we've been, you know, providing employees with extra wellness days and saying, listen, you need more time. You need to go take time for yourself and your family. This is a really challenging environment we're all working in. That can be hard on a business, but... I'm guessing one of your dad's lessons is, you know, oftentimes, if not all the time, people won't necessarily remember what you said, but they'll remember how they felt. And Absolutely. I think that's important about your employer as well. You know, my employer can't fix all of my challenges, but for all of your listeners out there, if we focus on mental health, whether it's using tools like the mental health toolkit or whether it's uh, going in different directions because you've got other solutions, your employees will appreciate that effort. They'll remember how it made them feel that you're trying to invest in their health and their wellness. Yeah, I, I agree. Couldn't agree more. So we touched on, or at least I touched on that example of an employee who it would be prohibitive for them to afford afford a certain drug that, you know, really improves the quality of their life. And that's one of the one of the things, great things about employee benefit plans. It allows people access to things like that. But of course, uh, Dave, as an employer myself, when I'm looking at our own benefits plan, I'm, I'm trying to balance out providing a, a really good benefits plan for someone and making sure that doesn't become prohibitive over time in terms of rising rates and that sort of thing. So the cost of prescription drugs and health benefits, I mean, there's no doubt it, it's on the rise. I mean, we see tons of articles about it. What are you at Sun Life doing to ensure clients are getting access to affordable care? And that is critical because I think balancing the sustainability of the cost of these plans with the technologies or the healthcare that they can provide is definitely challenging. So we do a number of things. Obviously, we encourage our clients to work with a, an advisor that can help them design a plan that meets their business strategies. Uh, and we can work with the client and with the advisor behind that. Starting, you mentioned the pharma benefit, Robin. I think the drug benefit is one that absolutely has to be actively managed. And so we have tremendous capabilities in managing the cost of prescription drugs, whether it's as simple as using generics as a critical cost control mechanism, using prior authorization and reference-based pricing to make sure that when somebody is accessing an expensive medication, that the employer that's paying for that expensive medication through their plan is certain that it's the right medication for that patient at the right time, not just something that's conveniently prescribed and, and maybe a bit too expensive. You know, we're here talking about mental health. So getting beyond the pharma benefit, providing the care that somebody needs, but managing costs is critical. So when it comes to mental health, oftentimes plans are designed to combine mental health coverage with other types of coverage. But if you really want to make a difference in mental health care, we did some work after the pandemic started with the Canadian Psychologists Association to understand the right amount of care that somebody might need if they're experiencing, for example, anxiety or depression or other types of mental health challenges that people have on their personal journey. And their recommendation is eight to 12 sessions, but because of the way many benefit plans are designed, you can only afford about two to three sessions of care. And so we've worked with a lot of advisors and clients to start to separate out the mental health component of that benefit. So as an example, and I'll just use the Sun Life Staff Benefits Plan as an example, 
will now provide up to $12,000 of coverage if somebody needs the mental health care coverage to say meet with a psychologist or a psychiatrist. But we've separated that from other types of benefits so that the benefit is there for those who need it, but the costs for the sponsor aren't driven up because it's being spread over a broader benefits plan. It's a detail, but an important detail that that advisors and sponsors can work together to put in place through plan design. uh, And we can step up and ensure that we're able to provide that benefit for those that really need it. You know, I'm, I'm so glad you talked about this because there is so much opportunity on plan design. I mean, you would not believe, and I'm sure other brokers, if they're listening, they experience a lot of the same thing. I walk into so many cases where the plan design has been in place 10 plus, 15 plus, sometimes 20 plus years. And when you start doing a you know discovery call and, and saying, what was the impetus for, for the plan design? And, and usually it's a CFO, an HR leader, a, a COO, sometimes a business owner themselves saying, that was my predecessor. And then it never changed. So when you begin to look and see, does this still support the objectives that you have with the company and, and reflect the demographic that you have with your company and, and where you want to go? And 99.9% of the time, it's it's no, this doesn't support us at all. So I think there's a huge opportunity for Canadian employers, especially now, to take a closer look at what you have, see if it still hits those objectives, see if it still satisfies your demographic. And what I tell employers is something I tell ourselves as as business owners, there are likely things on your benefits plan as it exists today that you can communicate and would be a value, great value to your employees, but maybe you haven't looked at it in a while. And that's one of the things that I do when the first thing I go in, someone brings me into a case, my immediate response is, well, you're with Sun Life or you're with RBC or you're with Canada Life, let's find you another carrier so I can generate a new commission. When we go in, we look at the plan as it exists, say, what can we do today to help your plan members immediately, make them feel better, something that we can communicate that isn't going to cost you extra money. And then we can begin to look at, is there an opportunity to improve that plan design? So I'm so glad you brought that up because I think as advisors, we have a responsibility to our plan sponsors to really make sure that plan design is supporting people. And I think that's never been more important than now, especially when we're talking about support through mental health, pharmacogenetic testing, getting on the right drug at the right time. And I think we just have an incredible opportunity, both as plan sponsors and plan advisors. And Robin, I think, and uh, as you know, I get passionate about that topic because I think there's so many things you could do, but you know, if you think in the area of mental health as as an advisor working with a new plan or even with your existing plans, how many clients out there potentially believe that they're saving because the mental health benefit is capped at $250 or $500, but then the money's walking out the door and the money's the least of the issues because their employees are missing work, they're on disability or they're showing up at work and they're unable to be them full selves at work. So, you know, we think we're saving sometimes, but through smart plan design, you might be able to spend, say, a little more on a mental health benefit to help your people and really drive value in the business downstream because those people are able to be productive and engaged and excited while they're at work. We see that oftentimes in plan designs that drive disability versus those that have less disability as an example. So I think there's huge opportunity there. And, uh, you know, again, back to the the mental health toolkit, it really gets into that. It's understanding your plan, understanding your company environment, understanding your objectives, and then working to make sure that the plan supports that. And Dave, you said earlier, the mental health toolkit that is free for all plan sponsors in Canada, even if they're not a Sun Life client currently? Absolutely. We can add it to the podcast if you like and put the link there for anybody that wants to access it. That'd be great. I think there's a lot of value there. 
Hey, so Dave, this is all great stuff. I'm listening, very interested, but I want to switch gears a little bit because, you know, sometimes the proof is in the pudding. So we've talked about all the corporate things that Sun Life is doing. Tell me a little bit about what you are doing personally to ensure the well-being of, of you and your family. What are you doing on your own? Thanks for the question, Al. Easy for me to answer because that's something I spend a lot of time and energy on. For me personally, just about every morning I get up and I do something physical. I run, I cycle. We talked about that already. We do a lot of hiking together as a family. We get outside, uh, not every day, but as often as we can as a family. We also make sure in this work from home environment where it's tough sometimes to see the end of the workday and the beginning of the evening or the weekend, Every single day, we shut all the technology down. We have dinner together. We talk about our days. We hang out. And then we'll do other things like we'll have board game nights, movie nights, anything we can do where we're, you know, shutting screens down, having a conversation. My kids are in grades five and grade eight. And so we have a lot of conversation with them about what are you learning about in school? How are you talking about COVID and coping through the classroom with your friends? And I find personally, Al, that that makes all the difference in the world, just spending the time together engaging and making sure that everybody's got the opportunity to share. Yeah, that's great advice. And it's, it's so easy to get caught up with working at home, working late on your screens, watching Netflix. Suddenly the day has gone by and you realize, even though you're all in the house together, you didn't really talk to one another because you got caught up in all the other (laughs) things that are going on. One of the best things we did Al, was we agreed as a family that at nine o'clock every night, our devices are the iPads and the iPhones or whatever devices go into the the home office and the door gets shut and nobody touches them till the next day. And maybe we should dial 9 PM back to 8 PM, but What that does is gets everybody disconnected from the the virtual world and spending even a little bit more time together as a family to wrap up every day. That has been fantastic for us too. That's perfect. That's a great idea. I'm desperately trying to get on that train and not having much success. So if any of our listeners have have tips, I'd be happy to hear them because I'm I'm one of those people that is checking right up until the time I'm getting into bed. And I know that's just not healthy long-term and I know it's not good for sleep because it you know, looking at that screen and especially if something pops up for the next day, I am thinking about that all, all night. So I like your idea. 9 p.m. I could probably do 9 p.m. Might struggle, maybe 9.30, but uh, we'll we'll see. How the, I'm going to work on that, Dave. So next time you're on the podcast, I can report back to you and say, <laughs> you know, maybe I'm down to uh, 8.45. So let's hope. So Dave, as you know, and, and as Al knows, I'm a voracious reader and I devour podcasts. It's just a medium that I was an early adopter on and I, and I love learning. I'm a lifelong learner. It's one of our guiding principles at our, at our company. I'm on book six of 2021, just starting that one. So I'm looking forward to, I think it's called From Good to Great, a Jim Collins book that was recommended to me by a client and uh, someone I would consider as part of our advisory board. So when he suggests a book, I take it very seriously. So I'm looking forward to that. What books are you reading or podcasts you're listening to these days, Dave? Well, From Good to Great is a great one, Rob. I look forward to hearing how much uh, what you put in practice from that because it's a very practical book. I am reading. So in that space in the evening where there's no devices, I am uh, just getting to the end of Barack Obama's book that he put out, the first of his two from his presidency. Fantastic book. And now from a work perspective, I'm also reading a book. It's all about setting objectives and measuring results. OKRs, I think it's called in the lingo. And the book's called Measure what matters by John Doerr. Also a great book, very practical about how to kind of operate your business. It's really easy to have ideas in business. It's really challenging to execute in business. And the book's all about how to set up a system to drive execution. And then on podcasts, I do jump around between podcasts. I have to be honest, lately, I've been making my way through. I didn't get through the last season of Revisionist History by Malcolm Gladwell a while back. So I'm just working through that now. And of course, I would be remiss not to say that I'm not enjoying my starting with one podcast. Oh, there we go. A little bit of green to my audience. (laughs) (laughs) 
Of course. Yes. That's one of everybody's favorites from what I hear. So, you know, <laughs> we're doing okay. Well, listen, Dave, this has been awesome. You and I have had so many good conversations offline and just wanted to have you on the podcast. And I, and I was glad you were able to connect with Al as well, because now you both know each other and, and why I say good things about both of you guys. So I'm glad you were able to, to meet. So thanks very much for joining us today, Dave. What's the best way for people to reach out to you if they have questions about yourself or what you're doing at Sun Life? Folks are definitely welcome to reach out, Robin. You know, it's easy to find me online at it's through LinkedIn or they can email me, dave.jones at sunlife.com. And I'm always happy to meet new people and have great conversations. Be great. Well, that does it for today's episode. I really enjoyed this conversation. As always, I hope you did too. If you have any questions for Al or myself, please feel free to give us a call or by joining the conversation on LinkedIn or now on Clubhouse as well. And remember, it all starts with one.